I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 278. And welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Before we get started today, if you're listening to this episode before July 12th, 2019, then I want to invite my female listeners and ask my male listeners to invite their favorite ladies to attend the Women's Conference at First Baptist Church, Jonesboro, Louisiana, where I will be the keynote speaker in four sessions over a Friday evening and Saturday morning. You can find a link to the conference on my website at michellenizat.com. The conference theme is Complete in Christ, and I am really excited excited about what God has given me to share. The conference begins the evening of, of Friday, July 12th and ends a little bit afternoon on Saturday, July 13th. I hope you can come. And now let's start this episode. Now, I often expound upon the value of linking what we're listening to um, with the scripture that we're reading, using the music to trigger as a trigger to remind us of what we've studied in God's word. And every week we use music to inspire us to study God's word. Now, sometimes those links are more obvious than others. Sometimes I have to reach a little bit or perhaps I go in a little bit of a different direction. But every once in a while, there's a song that practically quotes scripture. Those are my favorite. And when you sing along with lyrics that are practically word for word what God's word teaches, you have a powerful tool for meditation. Now, this week's song, Alive by Big Daddy Weave, is going to prove to be a powerful song in your arsenal because it points us directly to scripture and a truth that is foundational for our relationship with the Lord. And it's going to have that link that you're that we're really looking for. Okay, and I can't wait to dive into scripture. But first, let's listen. I was dead in my transgressions, wandering in sin. I went searching for redemption down a road that had no end. I was walking This whole first verse and chorus can be found in Ephesians chapter 2. In fact, let me read it to you. 
And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show us the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I love that phrase, but God, don't you? Uh, Because the beginning of this chapter, it, it starts out pretty rough. Our state without Christ is dismal, but God. I love that our song uses this phrase because really what we're about to study is all God, my friend, all God. So to prepare to study this section of scripture, I would like you to use the bite of reading in context Or really, in this instance, maybe read and keep on reading. What's a bite? Well, it's an acronym for Bible Interaction Tool Exercise. These are just habits that I use to keep my time in God's Word varied and fresh. They're what I do every week to study. Now, context is my favorite bite. And often I'll say, if if you want the context, read the chapter before, the chapter you're studying, and the chapter after. But uh, if you use that or kind of use the read and keep on reading bite, it's more effective when you're studying in the middle of a story or a series of stories to get the big picture. Um, it helps you focus in on that. And But letters, letters are the perfect time to read and keep on reading. And how often do you get a letter and only read one paragraph without taking in the context of the whole? I mean, obviously, nowadays, we don't get written letters, but an email even, you know, it would never make sense to just read one paragraph. It So especially with letters that are a few chapters long, I really encourage you to make it a habit to at least read it once or twice in one sitting all the way through reading, keep on reading. Now, perhaps you don't have a good attention span or have never read more than one chapter at a time. So my suggestion in that case is to try letting a Bible app read to you. And then that's another bite. Listen to an audio version of scripture. I use version on my smartphone. I'm sure that there are other apps. I've, I've tried a paid for version called Dwell. It has male and female voice options. They have a variety of accents available. Uh, if listening to the Bible read to you by a girl with an Australian accent inspires you to listen more or for longer than by all means, it's well worth the investment. So, uh, but Ephesians, it's only six chapters and you can listen to Ephesians, all six chapters, the whole letter in less than 25 minutes. So in about the time it takes to listen to this podcast, you can listen to the entire book of Ephesians. Now, once you've done that, you now have the big picture of Paul's letter to the Ephesians because it was written to real believers in and around Ephesus. So another step that is good when studying a book for the first time, or even maybe not the first time, but maybe you've picked it up for the first time in a while, is to get an understanding of the historical background of the book. Now that bite is look at the historical context. Another bite that's kind of kin to it is to consult an introduction. 
Now, both can be accomplished by consulting your study Bible. But for those of you who don't have or have not yet invested in a study Bible, there are some online tools that can help you as well. Blueletterbible.org has introductions written for each of the books of the Bible. They're not as detailed as what my study Bible offers, but they are a really good option and a free one. For example, here's the introduction to Ephesians. It says, The Apostle Paul wrote Ephesians to the churches around Ephesus to display the scope of God's eternal plan for all humanity, for Jews and Gentiles alike. This is the mystery of God, hidden for ages, but now made known in Jesus Christ. The first three chapters focus on what Christians should believe, unfolding the glorious riches of God's grace in Christ. Dead sinners are made alive and gain eternal salvation by grace through faith. The last three chapters explain the implications of God's grace for the church, for individuals, and for families. And this section, second section comes to a climax with a command to stand with the armor of God against the devil. Paul wrote this letter while in prison, probably in Rome around A.D. 60. All right, so that's just a brief introduction. And it gives us some context. Just by listening to or reading the entire letter and then consulting this introduction, we see that our focus section in in chapter two, I've already read it to you, I'm going to read it again in a minute, is the overall section of Ephesians written to focus on what Christians should believe. So with that in mind and with the whole uh, book or letter under your belt, let's go back and look at our focus area of scripture. Remember, verse 1, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, a very powerful bite is to write scripture in your own words. And I'm not suggesting that when you do that, that you're adding or taking away from from scripture, but being able to quote something, like if you could memorize that and quote those 10 verses, that doesn't necessarily mean you've thought critically about it or that you even understand it. It just means you can memorize and, and regurgitate. Being able to put something in your own words, however, shows a level of comprehension. And that's what you're going for when it comes to God's word. You really want to comprehend what you're studying. In fact, the gentleman that wrote our featured song did just that. Jason Ingram, Zach Williams, and Jonathan Smith are credited for the lyrics of this song. And they wrote, I was dead in my transgressions, wandering in sin. I went searching for redemption down a road that had no end. I was walking through the fire. I was living on the run. With my flesh lost in desire, I was drowning in the flood. That's pretty much a summary of the section of scripture we're reading, right? You could even make it as make it personal as you rewrite it. When you get to the part where it says carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, you could list out those things. What were some of the desires of the body and the mind that you carried out before you became a follower of Christ? 
Now, one of the words that jumps out at me in this section of scripture is follow. I generally don't ask people if they're Christians. That word may or may not get at what I'm asking. Sometimes people say, well, yeah, I believe in God and or I was raised Christian or I'm not not a Christian. I mean, you know, the, you get the, all kinds of answers. But I ask if they are followers of Christ. And that's a little bit more descriptive, don't you think? And here we actually have the opposite of following Christ. It, the scripture says, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air. You see, if we're not following Christ, if we're not looking at him and following his example, uh, mimicking him, doing what he does, learning to become more like-minded with him, we're automatically following the course of this world. And the prince of this world is Satan, the prince of the power of the air. There is no neutral ground here. You can't not, you can't say, well, I'm not really following Christ. I've accepted him. I'm just not following him. Um, But I'm not following Satan either. No, I mean, if we're not following Christ, we are automatically uh, following the prince of the power of the air. (laughs) Okay. And uh, again, there's just no neutral. By the way, though, you're not alone. Did you catch it? We are by nature children of wrath, and by nature we're sinners, and and sin that means that we're spiritually dead, that we're, we're uh, I'm not picking on you, calling you names. I'm right there with you. By nature, I am a child of wrath, and so are you. But God, I love that. Verse 5, even when we were dead in our trespasses, God made us alive together with Christ. We were dead But God made us alive. You know, what did we have to do for this miracle of salvation? Um, nothing. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. God knew we'd want to take the credit, so he did it all. It was his grace, his faith that he gave us, and his salvation that has been gifted to us. Because of God, I am alive. So what are we saved from? Well, eternal separation from God, from spiritual death. And what are we saved to? Well, the verse says that we're we're seated with Christ already. We've been made alive and seated with Christ, past tense. And if you want to ponder this idea of being seated with Christ in the heavenly places, I highly recommend Heather Holloman's book, Seated, Living Freely in a Culture of Comparison. And I love how Heather puts it. She says, I was not living as one who had a seat at the table. I lived as one fighting for a seat at the table. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us. We are no longer dead. We are alive. We belong. We have a seat. Now we're free to carry out the things God has prepared in advance for us to do. Verse 10, we are his workmanship. Um, It's poema. We are his poem. We're created in Christ Jesus for good works. We're his masterpiece. But we've been created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are alive together with Christ. So who are you following? If you're following the patterns of this world, perhaps you've not yet responded to this free gift of salvation offered by our gracious, merciful, and loving God. I say do it now. Receive this free gift. God's giving you the faith to do it. He has big plans for you, but you can't walk in his ways if you're dead. (laughs) So what's next? Well, read or listen to Ephesians, the whole letter, and then focus your study time on Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. 
Try to write this section out in your own words. Consider it Consider what it means to follow Christ versus following the course of this world. Ponder what it looks like to be seated with Christ instead of fighting for a seat. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellenizette.com. You can hop on Twitter at michellenizette or Instagram at michellenizette or on Facebook. Michelle L. Nizette is my public page. And let's talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank any new subscribers who have subscribed recently, like Pila from the Philippines, Regina from Illinois, Claire from California, Pamela from New Mexico, Dave from Pennsylvania, V from Latvia, Basanti from Washington, Maria from Florida, Cherie from Arizona, Mary Claire from Wisconsin, Debbie from Florida, and Brenna from Arizona. Welcome. Now, my new subscribers to my website benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites that I've used on the podcast. It's a great resource, a really great place to start. Subscribers will also benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You'll even get an email recap of the week's episode. And sometimes I create some extra resources for some of my episodes. And I send that out to my subscribers first as well. All of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for my podcast yet? This really encourages me, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Mary Clarita, who writes, so inspirational. This podcast is informational and delves into the Old Testament in a beautiful, informative way. And Felicity May, who writes, love this podcast. It is so faith-filling in every way. Thank you both so much for taking the time to write such kind reviews. Now, of course, you can listen to the podcast through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use the song Do Something by Matthew West. It will lead us to consider where we left off in today's episode. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 278. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.